the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All of the corruption taking place was largely the fact that we don't want our people, like Vice President Biden and his son, creating to the, the corruption already in the Ukraine. Democrats are accusing Mr. Trump of suggesting that the Ukrainians investigate presidential candidate and former Vice President Joe Biden and possibly his son. Protesters in Hong Kong have trampled a Chinese flag today. They have vandalized a subway station and set a fire or two as pro-democracy demonstrations take a violent turn once again. Today's actions began peacefully as protesters filled a shopping mall and chanted slogans. This is SRN News. This Tuesday night, Michelle Malkin arrives at the Ames Center in Burnsville. I think it's about time that these very officials who are responsible for endangering law-abiding citizens be held accountable. She'll uncover the dangers of sanctuary cities and expose special interest groups who are profiting from the border crisis. As a daughter of immigrants and the author of the brand new book, Open Borders, Inc., Michelle is uniquely qualified to lead this conversation. Find tickets at am1280thepatriot.com. This event is supported by Serenity Home Interiors. We're kicking off our big event with a special Northern Alliance Radio Network pre-show this Tuesday from 5 to 7. Listen as Mitch Berg and Brad Carlson broadcast live from the AIM Center in Burnsville, and this live on-location broadcast is supported by Lucky Stations. Just past 1 o'clock here in the Twin Cities on this Sunday afternoon, let's look at your forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. Mostly cloudy, slight chance of showers with a high of 68, and Mitch Berg filling in for Brad Carlson on the Narn right now here on the Patriot. on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. Not swing and a miss. Foul tip away down the third baseline. It's actually Mitch Berg in today for Brad Carlson. I know we run Brad's opening no matter what. It's not the, not an error on today's producer. But... Fact is, Brad is off on assignment, doing uh, doing the things Brad does when he's off on assignment. I am Mitch Berg, and I am. No, I'm not square, and I'm not hip. I'm just me. Normally, the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I'm in here filling in for Brad today, kind of enjoying the different attitude, the at different uh, the the different pace of Sundays. For those of you who haven't been in radio, Saturdays at at Salem Communications or hustle and bustle central. It's like being on the floor of the Chicago Board of Trade around here. Phone calls coming in, information going back and forth, people hustling and bustling back and forth, in and out, off and on. And it's just crazy busy around here on Saturdays. Sundays, we might as well be in Amish country. I mean, it's the radio equivalent of of riding a a Clydesdale buggy down a gravel road uh, 20 miles from the nearest town, going from a barn raising to a sauerkraut making. And that's kind of fun. I mean, I enjoy kind of the different pace here on Sundays. <laughs> I made that all up. Now, weekend radio is always kind of relaxed here around the station. But it's still a different audience, different crowd, different time, and a different vibe. And I, I sometimes do shows just a little different on Sundays here because given that the atmosphere is just a little more laid back on Sundays. Because Saturdays, we do have the huge benefit of that being the time Generally speaking, that uh, Democrats dump embarrassing stories onto the media when they figure everyone's going to be gone for the weekend and uh, two news cycles will pass before anyone's going to care again. So I at least get to cover that. Sundays, well, Brad enjoys covering that as well. Plus, he covers the pageant beat, and hey, more power to him. But I've got uh, a few things. I, I, I try and go for a little more longer form topics here. I've got one of those coming up here. Plus, 
I got to remind you, we are going to be talking with Michelle Malkin, second hour here today. I've got Michelle Malkin on the broadcast here today uh, to talk about her new book, Open Borders, basically about, uh, open, sorry, Open Borders, Inc., about all the people who benefit from open borders, about all the people who uh, are going ching-ching all the way to the bank because of the fact that we have a boundless supply of cheap, semi-skilled labor coming into this country. And by the way, we also talk about the people who get hurt by it. Hint. Uh, if you are dealing with a community that is mired in perpetual poverty, open borders makes it much, much worse. Which, by the way, is further evidence that modern progressivism doesn't really care about poor people. In fact, that poor people uh, are worth more to modern progressives as poor people than they are as people who climb out of poverty. Because... They are part of the crowd, although by no means all of the crowd, that are pushing for open borders. It's one of those few issues that crosses, to some extent, political lines. And it's one of those areas where conservatives, good conservatives, and let's be honest, Donald Trump are on the right sides of the issue. Crossing our borders should be something that is, is impossible to do except legally whether it's a literal wall or a physical wall or a metaphorical wall, the wall should be high and the gate should be wide and well lit. Uh, We'll talk with Michelle Malkin about that in the second hour. But I got to thinking today about something that that I want to reflect on for a moment here. Uh, The nation's political class is paralyzed over tragedy. And we're talking a lot of tragedies here, obviously, historical tragedies, historical events that have led to the great loss of life. I and mean, we, we passed through 9-11 week and a half ago. Week and a half ago? Yeah, week and a half ago. Uh, and the nation, as befits the date on September 11th, mourned those who were lost uh, in a tragic, senseless, and utterly intentional terrorist attack. Just as we mourn the uh, roughly a million Americans who have been killed in our various wars for one reason or another on Memorial Day every year, the people who give up their lives for this country. But this nation's political class gets itself utterly up in a knot over a lot of death and suffering. For example, lately, the nation's political class is paralyzed with rage and, uh, let's be honest, misbegotten calls to action over vaping because we've had a number of tragic deaths from people using vapor, which has caused a variety of lung complications. Now, this anger, this rage, this call to misbegotten, misguided action ignores the fact that vaping has likely saved thousands of lives by helping people stop smoking, which say what you will about the hazards of sucking water vapor with flavor into your lungs is a lot less hazardous than sucking smoke full of tar and pesticides and other known carcinogens into your lungs, uh, completely more or less unfiltered, and saved even more lives from all the people who will never start smoking. Because while people are, are throwing around numbers about how many high school kids vape today, the fact is, Many of those are kids who never start smoking. But who cares? We've got a death toll right now in single digits almost entirely from two causes, using homemade vaping fluids, which, by the way, is a big market out there. I worked with a guy who who had quit a long smoking habit uh, with vaping and being a 30-something hipster, he wanted to use just the artisanal homemade uh, vaping uh, fluids, vaping, whatever they call them, solutions, fluids, vape, <laughs> vape. And, uh, and and the people who have died either have been people who used these homemade or aftermarket uh, fluids, which come sometimes from dubious sources and occasionally contain dubious and not necessarily safe chemicals compared to, I don't know what, tar? Anyway. Or... Let's be honest, there are people who suffer from some rare lung conditions that get aggravated by water vapor or smoke, for that matter. Doesn't matter. We may be talking over the course of decades of hundreds of thousands of lives saved by vaping, but never mind. 
8, 10, 12 deaths in a population of 320 million have big government, big media, big left, pardon the redundancy, and presumably big tobacco because they stand to benefit from the abolition of vaping because vaping is hitting them harder than anyone. They're on the warpath against legal vaping for a death toll, tragic as it may be, of low double digits out of 320 million people in a decade. And by the way, our political class is beating the whole world over the head over climate change, which is a crisis that has arguably killed nobody but has terrorized hundreds of millions of people, including hundreds of thousands of school kids, into turning into a bunch of trained protest droogs uh, marching about on command, repeating the chanting points they are told to repeat. Such is mob politics, because that's how mass politics works. You have to get people motivated to go after the Jews. And that is what... I'm sorry, did I say the Jews? No, I meant after climate change. See, there's always got to be a boogeyman. <laughs> and if it's not the Jews or the communists or, uh, or, or the Hutus, or excuse me, the Tutsis, well, it's climate change. You always have to have somebody to scare the bejeebers out of people. Or That's how mass movements work. We talked about that yesterday. So speaking of double digits of deaths that are utterly preventable and need, need not have happened, a friend of mine told a story, and this is what, all this patter at the beginning of the show leads up to a friend of mine told a story, uh, told me a story the other day about, uh, an incident she saw on the vomit comet, which by the way, is the term we should be using for the green line, the, the blue line or the Ventura trolley and the vomit comet light rail lines. And she saw an episode where a, a person was receiving, uh, medical treatment on the platform, but the train stopped nonetheless and didn't move for 20 minutes because you can't move a train near where medical treatment is taking place, apparently. Now, that prompted me to do a little digging. And I was kind of astounded at what I saw. I was kind of shocked. Now, you've listened to this show for a while. You know that I have expected there to be a death toll associated with light rail. This broadcast went on the air right about the time the Blue Line, maybe a little bit before the Blue Line, went into public service. As I recall, the Blue Line went into service in early 20, uh, sometime in 2004, I want to say. You started seeing trains moving. You didn't, the full train didn't get connected up until 2005, I don't think. But you started having service from downtown to, I believe, the airport in 2004. So 15 years ago. And I said, there's going to be deaths. People are going to die from this train. And when the Green Line, excuse me, the Vomit Comet was commissioned, I said it's going to be much, much worse. Because the Blue Line was built, as misbegotten of an idea it is, it was it was built more or less the way light rail is supposed to be built, with lines about, uh, excuse me, stops about every mile, and a line that is separated from, generally speaking, separated from traffic and pedestrians, generally. Now, it's not very well separated, but on the other hand, it's except once you get out of downtown, once you get past uh, U.S. Bank Stadium, it's on a right of way that was largely cleared for it in the 1960s, 50, 50, 50 years ago. And so while deaths have happened, even south of the uh, U.S. Bank Stadium stop, uh, the, largely the, the, the right of way was cleared. Nonetheless, I was shocked at the results I saw. In 15 years in service, 13 people have died along the blue line as a result of accidents. 13 people, 15 years. That's a rate of 0.88, roughly, bodies per year. The North Star Line, which, by the way, should not hardly have any death toll at all because it runs uh, in, uh, along uh, areas where the intersections are largely controlled and they use existing railroad right-of-way. In other words, they have crossing signals and all the usual things that are supposed to happen when freight trains and passenger trains come by. Five dead in 10 years associated with the North Star Line, a rate of half 
uh, dead person per year on the North Star Line, which, by the way, only has 12 trains going each way each day. And the most astounding of all, the Green Line, the Vomit Comet, in five years of operation, eight dead. That's 1.6 dead per year. That's a total of 26 dead people in 15 years along the Green Line. I want to talk about that when we come back. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Uh, it's time to remember these people and why they died. We'll be right back. You have grown and accepted that soon you'll be drenched to the bone. If you have cracked teeth, missing teeth, or old, wobbly dentures, you've probably thought about getting dental implants. But when you checked around, you discovered that many places charge a lot of money. $4,000, $5,000, $6,000 a tooth. Well, it's time for you to check out ImplantMiracle.com, the local dental office where top-quality, long-lasting dental implants cost as low as $2,499 a tooth, including the implant abutment and crown, plus your consultation with the dentist is free. Standard x-rays are free and we offer very convenient financing. Why do we call it Implant Miracle? Because with implants as low as $24.99 and other places charging so much more, some people say that being able to get affordable dental implants is a miracle. For more information on how you can save money on dental implants and get a beautiful new smile that you can actually afford, see our website, ImplantMiracle.com That's ImplantMiracle.com Grab a cup of coffee and help Gallagher's Army at Lucky Station. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. You know Gallagher's Army provides financial assistance to the families of fallen officers when they need it most, as soon as a tragedy occurs. When you buy a cup of coffee at any Lucky's Station convenience store, they're going to make a donation to Gallagher's Army, the Fallen Officer Fund. There's a Lucky's Station store in every corner of the metro. Find them online at luckysstations.com. That's luckys with an S, stations with an S, dot com. Cups for cops from Lucky's Stations. New name, same legendary service. At Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains, there's no plumbing, drain, or sewer problem too big or too small. We do it all. To show thanks, we're offering $100 off any plumbing repair. We'll serve you the way you want to be served, and you can trust that we'll be on time every time. We stand by our work and our people. Paul Bunyan Plumbing and Drains. New name, same legendary service. Hey, have you heard about the Arctic Spa's Spa Boy? No, tell me about it, eh? It's a salt system that monitors itself and chlorinates when the sanitation is low in your hot tub or swim spa. Oh, yeah. Well, I talked a lot with the other guys. They've got salt systems, too, eh? Yeah, but no other spa company can offer anything like Spa Boy. By monitoring itself, the chlorine can be lower all the time, so our Minnesota skin doesn't have to be all dried out by the chlorine. Oh, yeah. Well, the missus was sure like that, eh? Yeah, it's insulated better than any other hot tub in the industry, too. It keeps your critters out. It's got a five-day freeze guarantee. It's the number one replacement spa in the industry. Oh, that's a pretty big statement, eh? So that must mean that people who buy another tub usually end up buying an Arctic, eh? It's a pretty great hot tub. Plus, with the Spa Boy salt system, you save lots of money on skin lotion, too, Oh, eh? you're always thinking, dude. Visit Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen today and see what makes the Arctic so great for Minnesota climates. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. PremierPools.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, Mitchburg, in for Brad Carlson, who's off on assignment, talking about the trains, talking in vain, because they're just going to keep building them. You, you, you think this, by, by the way, you think we got it bad so far, this Southwest Light Rail is going to be worse than either of the other ones. We'll come back to that. I'd love somebody to try to explain it away. Anyway, by the way, this Tuesday, no explanation needed. We are unabashedly welcoming Michelle Malkin to the Ames Center in Burnsville. Uh, I will be there. Brad Carlson will be there. Uh, Ed Morrissey will be there doing what he does at these events. And uh, we'll we'll be talking. Oh, by the way, the the fun just starts, by the way. Uh, Michelle Malkin will be there uh, talking about her new book, Open Borders, Inc., uh, talking about the border crisis, who profits from it, the chaos on the left, how it could affect the upcoming elections. By the way, we still have tickets available, uh, and I can't stress this enough. If you don't show up, people will drive you crazy telling you about what you missed. So get to the event. By the way, there's tickets available at all price levels still for the moment. 
at am1280thepatriot.com. It's, uh, by the way, the tickets uh, are available, am1280thepatriot.com. They start at $12.80. Genius. The uh, event is sponsored, by the way, by Serenity Home Interiors. By the way, that's not all. Uh, Brad Carlson, Ed Morrissey, and I will be kicking off the big event with a special Narn broadcast Tuesday from 5 to 7 from the lobby of the AIM Center. Brad and I, I think Ed Morrissey, maybe some special guests, and you, live in the lobby at the AIM Center, live on location from 5 till 7, brought to you, by the way, by Lucky's Stations, where I picked up my gas after the show yesterday. It's the place you should be going. I mean, you should support the people who support the Patriot, who are supporting Michelle Malkin, and by the way, who support Brad and I doing this broadcast every weekend for the last almost 16 years now. Anyway, uh, see you hopefully out at the Ames Center in Burnsville on Tuesday, Tuesday night. Uh, tickets at am1280thepatriot.com. Get out there. Do it. Anyway, uh, by the way, later on this uh, <laughs> later on this show, Top of the I'll be talking with Michelle Malkin about the book and about what she'll be talking about on Tuesday. Later on this hour, I'm going to be talking about um, an episode I had uh, in relation to yesterday's show. A member of the audience chimed in. Uh, with this, I, could, I think it'd be fair to say, sort of a passive-aggressive, uh, omissive sort of condescension. But he's a progressive, so I guess that'd be another way of saying he chimed in. Uh, I'll be talking about that. I've extended this person an invitation to call in and and uh, respond to my response. He's not going to do it. They never do. But what the heck? I did my due diligence, and then I'm going to have a little fun with the whole thing. Anyway, right now, though, we're talking with uh, about the death toll of the Twin Cities mass transit lines. Again, uh, in over the course of 15 years of the modern light rail era or commuter rail era, in the case of the North Star Line here in the Twin Cities, uh, 26 lives in 15 years. And by the way, that breaks down uh, to a little under one per year on average for the blue line, about a half a fatality per year on the North Star line, which surprises me, quite frankly, because, again, it's uses existing rail lines like for heavy rail, for freight trains, coal trains, oil trains. Uh, so the intersections are pretty well controlled. And yes, I know I grew up in a railroad town. I saw I have seen people killed by trains. Uh, it's one of the reasons I'm so very, very, very careful. <laughs> I drive like your grandma around train uh, intersections uh, because you don't want to know what I've seen around train intersections. That being said, five dead in 10 years in relation to a line that runs six trains southbound a day and six pl- trains northbound a day. I mean... That is, I have to suspect that that's a ratio much, much higher than for regular heavy rail. Anyway, that surprised me. On the other hand, not surprised a bit by the death toll on the green line. Eight dead in five years. Just five years. Which is a rate of about one and a half a year. Actually, 1.6 per year. That's 26 people altogether dead. 26 families that will never be the same. 26 groups of people that have had someone close to them, some member of their family, a father, a a mother, a a brother, a sister, a child ripped from them. 26 Metro Transit employees presumably scarred for life. 26 episodes that have scarred other bystanders for life. 26 people dead. Easily twice as many people as have been killed by vaping in recent years, as far as we know, given the numbers that we've been given. By the way, that number, uh, as compared to the number of fatalities incurred by or committed by Minnesota carry permit holders, 25 more than have been killed by people with Minnesota carry permits. And by the way, the one exception back in 2005 was a woman who probably should not have had a carry permit and probably was the beneficiary of, let's just say, undue influence by the St. Paul Police Department. But that's a fair cop. She she was one of us, at least on paper. So the death toll so far, carry permit, tease, one. 
Choo Choo Trains 26. 26, by the way, is compared to the number of people who've been killed by assault weapons in Minnesota statewide for the last 15 years. 26 more. There have been zero. Count them zero. Count them again. Zero people killed by AR-15s, AK-47s, M1As, MPXs, all of them. The whole alphabet soup of the ugly black rifle world has claimed precisely zero deaths since light rail started. And by the way, let's give light rail a head start. Let's go back 30 years. Let's go back 30 years instead of 15. Let's 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 let ugly the ugly black rifle community account for twice as much time as light rail does. 26 dead in 15 years from choo-choo trains compared to in the last 30 years zero dead from ugly black rifles. Still zero. Now, I'll be fair. We just fell outside the 30-year mark. Let's go back 33 years. Mm. No, correction. 32 years. Okay, we've made it almost a fair fight. In 32 years, which is 17 years longer than light rail has existed, 26 dead from choo-choo trains, one dead from ugly black rifles. It was a bank robbery in 1988. Uh, someone who, by the way, was a convicted felon and wasn't supposed to have guns in the first place at all, period, shot, I believe, a, a, a city cop with a Springfield M1A, which, by the way, is not a firearm that anybody from Protect Minnesota could identify, even by name, much less uh, by sight. It looks a little bit like a hunting rifle with a 20-round magazine at the boat. Don't mean to wax technical. And by the way... Going back to, I believe, the the days of, of the O'Connor system in St. Paul, that would be the only person killed by a military, even pseudo-military-grade firearm in Minnesota. That's 80 years now. So, relative death tolls, let's combine ugly black rifles over the last 50 years and carry permittees over the last 16 years. Okay, we're up to 26 to 2. Not to laugh about it. These are dead people. These are people in all cases, all 28 of them related to families forever altered, lives destroyed, people dead, uh, bystanders scarred for life, children wondering what happened. All of them a tragedy. But light rail is a tragedy that is killing people Again, almost on a. Well, you look at the uh, you, you look at the Green Line. About every eight months, on average, the Green Line claims another. So I'm going to propose something because something has to be done. By the way, I've I, I may have to do. I've proposed this for years, and I may actually take a day and do this. I and for my day job, because believe it or not, I do have to work during the day. Uh, to to pay for my radio habit <laughs> during the week. I, I I'm. I've been proposing for years, doing what I do for a living, go up and down both of the rail lines and find all of the usability issues that, yeah, I mean, I, I look at usability issues in software for a living, and with a few exceptions, these are not things that are going to kill people. Usability issues, human factors issues on rail lines that run at street grade, those kill people. And in the case of the green line, kill people about every eight months. In the case of rail transit in the Twin Cities, they kill people just a little less than every six months. Again, every six months, a family altered, a transit employee scarred for life, bystanders terrified. So what I'm going to do, A, I'm going to spend a day one of these days going up and down the train lines and, and documenting all of these issues. But beyond that, Next June 23rd, 2020, that's the 16th anniversary of the first uh, service run of the Blue Line, I'm going to observe Transit Memorial Day, a day of solemn remembrance for the 26 people so far whose lives have been sacrificed for what? Near as I can tell, uh, these people died to support the Met Council and our political classes urge 
to feel like they live in a really big city because big cities have trains. I think that what they call it, a first-class city is what they call it. And, and one of the definitions of first-class cities is they got choo-choo trains. In other words, to build a monument to the power and perspicacity of government. 26 dead? First-class city. Yeah, totally worth it. Go no, be right back. Northern Alliance AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot brings you an evening with Michelle Malkin coming up Tuesday night at the Ames Center in Burnsville. We talked with Michelle Malkin and asked why the border issue is so concerning and why we need to be involved. You cannot underestimate how radical the Democrat Party has become. The fringe has become the center. And there's a very important chapter on what I call the A-Team, Abolish ICE, Antifa, and Sanctuary Anarchists. There's also a very important appendix that's worth the entire book that has uh, a chronology of increasing escalating violence on the part of the Abolish ICE and Antifa movement. As I was putting uh, the book to bed to get it to print uh, for publication, one of my dear friends, Andy No, was attacked at a, an Antifa rally yeah. where the Occupy ICE movement has metastasized in, in Portland. I mean, you see what's going on in the Twin Cities. There's no safe space for American patriots now. And the war on orders and a war on sovereignty is being conducted along with the third war, and it's the war on free speech. Our very ability to communicate these ideas and facts is now under siege, and in large part that's because of these Soros groups joined with the Southern Poverty Law Center to target anybody who speaks up and smear them as racist, xenophobic, uh, and nativist. And I always find it funny because the pastiest white progressive liberals are the ones calling me a, <laughs> a brown-skinned girl daughter of, of legal Filipino immigrants, some sort of hater of immigrants, when the reason I speak up in the first place is because an orderly immigration system is what allowed my family to achieve the American dream. You can get your tickets for an evening with Michelle Malkin right now at am1280thepatriot.com. Our evening with Michelle Malkin, supported by Serenity Home Interiors and AM1280 The Patriot. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BAG11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting BAG11 to 88988. That's B-A-G-1-1 to 88988. AM twelve eighty the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. My name Mitch Berg in for Brad Carlson. Don't forget the Culture Warrior of the Year uh, award is is currently in play with culture battles raging all around us. The Patriot is at the front lines of accurate reporting and sparking intelligent conversation. Oh, more on that coming up. Uh, that's why we are looking to honor this year's cultural warrior, a person who has gone above and beyond the call of duty to positively affect culture, pushed our country in a positive direction, and faced public backlash as a result. Stay tuned. More on that. Uh, nominate this year's cultural warrior, by the way, at am12athepatriot.com. Now, I appreciate the nominations I've gotten since I qualify on every count, but station employees are not eligible. So find someone outside AM 12A, the Patriot, who has been waging the culture war against all odds. Because in this dingy blue cesspool we call the Twin Cities, this DFL uh, sinecure, 
this 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 place besotted with urban progressive privilege. We are. I'm not going to say the resistance because I I hate it when the other side does that too. It's been interesting. I actually uh, I, I have been taking my shots at people who refer to themselves as the hashtag resistance ever since Donald Trump was elected. And, and I have been mocking and taunting them as, as a bunch of overdramatic junior high kids, which intellectually and emotionally, they all are. Uh, because, I mean, I compare, the, I mean, they're appropriating a term that was earned in service of resisting against actual totalitarian dictators who, uh, at, at a time in history, in a place in history where resisting earned you a spot on a boxcar on the way to a concentration camp or a spot in front of a firing squad or a spot in a guillotine or worse, much worse, a spot in a, in a Gestapo torture chamber. And this was where these are the people who were the resistance, people who actually, uh, actually risked life and limb to uh, to to resist a totalitarian dictatorship. So, when these hamsters on the left who quote resist by uh, tweeting about Donald Trump on their way between Pilates and the Starbucks refer to themselves as the resistance uh, on their way to their job at a nonprofit or working in a public employees union position, I laugh at them and I and I am fully justified in doing it. And I urge you all to do the same because. That'd be a little bit like uh, a mall cop referring to himself as the more equi- moral equivalent of a Navy SEAL who's done three tours of duty. All due respect to mall security, ain't the same thing. I think we all know what I'm talking about. It was interesting because a couple of weeks ago I was doing a little research on my family. I actually found a, uh, a, a work of history done by some distant relatives in Norway in Norwegian, about the county in Norway from whence my father's mother's family comes. It's a little village along the uh, Swedish border, actually, and it's rural Norway. I mean, a place that today has a population of maybe a thousand. And then during, it's a little bit like the Brainerd of Norway. I mean, it's during during holiday season, the population swells to about thirty grand because it's beautiful. There's lakes and there's rivers, there's hunting and fishing and all and all that. There's about year-round population, about 1,000. And there are a couple lines of people up there who have the same name as my grandmother's maiden name. By the way, same name as, as what led to Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley. Uh, it's, it's a long story. We're not related. No, don't probably. I don't think so. Anyway, my great-grandfather was born in this little village. He was the oldest of four kids, him two sisters and a younger brother. Him and the sisters emigrated to America in their 20s, back in the 1880s. A youngest brother uh, had no land to inherit. It got foreclosed. Uh, so he wound up joining the Norwegian military, became an officer, stayed in Norway. He had a, uh, a, a series of descendants. And, and I don't know who. Uh, I, I can't possibly testify that all of them are directly related to uh, me. But there are a lot of people with that same last name who were involved in the World War II channel of that website or World War II chapter on that website who were involved in hashtag resistance against people who would shoot them if they were caught. So, yeah, if you're somebody on the progressive left who likes to dub themselves the hashtag resistance, expect to have your underwear toasted to a, a fine crisp verbally and rhetorically uh, rhetorically speaking if you do that in front of me just it's not worth it don't go there now i yesterday speaking uh, about resisting i i i had the temerity to comment about uh popular ask me about uh, man-made global warming now in point in in discussing it i pointed out some observations that some dissenters from the orthodoxy that is being pushed upon us and uh, being used to afflict a generation of children with panic about our our future prospects, uh, they had some problems in terms of how science is actually conducted. Now, never claim to be a scientist because I'm not. And the discussion didn't go into science in particular, other than merely pointing out that 
picking and choosing the sources that you use to prove or disprove your thesis isn't necessarily the peak of scientific integrity, all other things considered. And by the way, feeding the output of those experiments, such as they are, into an economic model that, as a point of fact, using the data supplied by observations in the past, do not successfully predict the present, is dubiously valid from a scientific perspective. Now, I say this as someone who majored in biology for about a semester my freshman year and decided it wasn't for me. And as someone who took your basic high school science and learned the basics of the scientific method and who is literate enough to read about what science is and how it works. In res- and by the way, and all of this led up to a question that had nothing to do with science so much, but how we, the people of this world, are expected to apply this science into our daily lives, into our futures, our children's futures. And the question I asked was, let's assume that all of the science leads to the conclusions that our superiors say it leads to, that Global uh, that climate change is man-made, that it's irreversible, and it's going to kill us all in 12 years again. And by the way, this is one of many, a long list of claims that the big left has made over in my cognitive lifetime that were supposed to kill us by now that, well, you never know, it could happen. Uh, But I said, okay. Why is the the natural response to this, even if it's true, and let's just for argu- purposes of argument say that it's true, why is turning over the keys to all the world's economies to the people who can't build a driver's license system, <clears throat> to people who can't run a health insurance system, to people who can't predict what the mullahs are doing in Iran to people who can't build a train that doesn't mash people into hamburger twice a year. Why would we turn over the keys to all the world's economy to these people? Which is not a scientific question. It's a political question. I got a tweet when I was on the air yesterday from a fellow named Paul. I I won't attempt his last name. I think it's Pucky Tay. And he he fashions himself as some sort of academic, I think from California, don't know, don't care. Uh, but he responded on Twitter, and I, I'm going to do an impression of him that may be insulting, but I suspect is perfectly accurate. He, he tweeted, The most hilarious thing is to listen to code hacker Mitch P. Berg discuss physics. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm not a code hacker. Uh, I mean, I, I'm a human factors guy. But I asked him to get specific because I didn't discuss physics. I discussed the application of the scientific method to the question and and pointed out quite reasonably that there is, knowing what we know as as lay people, there's some irregularities in the way the scientific method is being conducted that would have gotten me a stern talking to in high school chemistry class. So I asked uh, Paul from uh, Paul the condescending progressive, in other words, Paul the progressive academic, uh, to please elaborate. And he responded, because client science is physics. See, I just got prog-splained, you see, because I would never have known that. So thank you. Thank you, Paul from California. Climate science is physics. Duh. Condescend to me. Go ahead. I dare you. The reason... Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> Back to Paul. The reason your comedy gold is you think you understand the stuff. The Dunning-Kruger effect. Now, Dunning-Kruger effect is this, this notion that, that the more people think they know about something, the less competent they actually are at it. And believe me, I work with management in my field all the time. It's a real thing. And I thoroughly stipulate that I'm not a physics uh, that I that I'm not a physicist and good god do I ever stipulate that I'm not an academic because I actually produce something in our society but uh, 
Yes, I know climate science is physics. Thank you for the prog-splaining. And I'm pretty upfront about what I do and don't understand. I'm not a physicist, but I do understand that picking and choosing the models that support your thesis without a pretty rational explanation for why you left out the inconvenient models is the kind of stuff that would have got me a stern talking to by Mr. Barron, my high school chemistry teacher, when I was setting up an experiment. So there is that. And there is the little inconvenient fact that these are the science is being fed into economic models that can't even predict the present, which is not physics. Economics barely qualifies as math. So we'll come back to that. I, by the way, I challenged Paul the condescending progressive academic to join us on the air. I gave him the phone number, gave my producer standing orders to let him through first. I'm sure he'll show up. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-424-7126. Super Beta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-424-7126. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. 1-800-424-7126. 1-800-424-7126. According to Google, a local business owner like you needs to spend at least 15 hours a week to optimize their online search campaigns. I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, introducing you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for local businesses. Let Salem Surround maximize your SEO and SEM campaigns so you can run your business. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. Do you want exceptional convenience and still do business with a like-minded Minnesota company? It's not luck. It's Lucky Station Convenience Stores. Larry Elder here with Lucky's owner, Scott Stevens. We're a value-driven company that lines up with companies consistent with the Patriot. We're Minnesota-based. Well, in some ways, we are David against Goliath. We have to work harder. Often, we're going against international corporations. These are major, large corporations, and we have all the products you're going to find in any of our competitors. I think we offer a sense of appreciation, and we find that good customer service in a small neighborhood environment works pretty well with us. And that's our focus. We treat our people well, and we hope that that carries over to the customer. We want you to come in, check out our stores, find where we're at on the map. Mention you heard us on the radio, you'll get any size, fountain or coffee drink free. Our hope is to earn your business so you can make Lucky's your landmark for convenience and service. Now there's a Lucky Station near you. Find them online at luckystations.com. Lucky's Station, the official convenience store of AM 1280, The Patriot. If you're cleaning up your food production facility and you're in charge of sanitization, American Pressure is the right place for you. We know that if you aren't clean, you can't make product. From food-grade oil and pumps to custom products to clean conveyors, we know your application. Water savings, reliable equipment, and quick support are just some of the reasons to call American Pressure. Find out more at AmericanPressure.com. AM 12A, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. Michelle Malkin coming up Tuesday. I will be out there with Brad Carlson, Ed Morrissey, and maybe special guests including you at the AIM Center, 5 till 7. Tuesday night here at AM 12A, The Patriot. And it's not the only show coming to town here. Dennis Prager and Larry Elder team up for a powerful evening of identifying the key threats to our country. We face racial divides, a push for socialism, abortion, economic disparities, gun control, and much more. 
This will be a night of strategic planning to respond to these cultural attacks on the core of our country and defend the conservative ideals we hold so dear. Mark your calendars for Tuesday, October 22nd, then visit am12athepatriot.com and get your seats reserved. By the way, there is a Narn table. Brad King and I will be holding court with the Narn table at the War for America's Soul tour. Tickets have already sold for that. We still have a few left, but they will sell out fast. By the way, brought to you by Serenity Home Interiors. I've always got to give a, a huge round of applause to our sponsors here. So uh, 651-289-4488. You can join me at hashtag Narn Show. That's N-A-R-N Show. I'm talking about some feedback I got, and I have made it a point throughout all the 15 and a half years of this broadcast to make sure people who dissent from me get placed on this show front and center. My producers all have standing orders to put people who disagree with me first in the queue on the phones. And I have never treated someone who dis, uh, who disagrees with me disrespectfully, which is more than probably about half the people who disagree with me can say. Now, I couldn't speak to the motivations of Paul, who uh, is fancies himself an academic, from the, uh, puts himself out there as an academic from, I think, somewhere out in the West Coast. But again, he responded to my commentary about uh, global uh, climate change yesterday. Uh, by saying, and I'm just going to recap here. The most hilarious thing is to listen to code hacker Mitch P. Berg discuss physics. Not a code hacker. Human factors guy. Okay. I responded, care to get specific? Because I didn't discuss physics today other than just some broad commentary about the irregularities in the science. To which I received progsplaining. Because client science is physics. Duh! Anyway, the reason your comedy gold is that you think you understand the stuff. Nope, didn't. Merely that I I am looking for people to state the motivations, what the state, the policy response they expect to see from this science, even accepting it all exactly as given by the likes of Paul from the West Coast. And my question apparently went over Paul from the West Coast head. So I typed it really slow, and I will restate it slowly here right now, just to make sure every single word sinks in. To wit, why is turning over the keys to the world's economies to people who can't run a DMV office the answer to something as mind-numbingly complex as the climate, the answer. I asked Paul from the West Coast to respond, perhaps, I know this is asking a lot, of a tenured, presumably, maybe tenured academic, to answer a simple question from a commoner with perhaps a little less entitled arrogance and pedantry and perhaps a little more attempting to convince the unconvinced. Not about the physics, because again, for purposes of argument, I said, let's accept every word of it. Let's accept the word of Alyssa Milano and of, uh, and of every Hollywood ninny who demands that we eat less steak and drive our cars less as they jet around the country on private jets. And and answer with a little less of the entitled arrogance than we get from the typical warmest, who, by the way, per capita, uses much more energy than global warming skeptics. That's a survey that came out earlier this year. It found out that people who are anthropogenic, uh, can be, uh, anthropogenic, I, I'm, I'm mad, man-made global climate change skeptics uh, use less energy per capita than proponents do. Those of us who have questions, who observe some cognitive dissonance on the issue, actually act like the crisis is, more like the crisis is serious than the proponents do per capita. As the great Glenn Reynolds always says, I will believe this is a crisis when the people who are telling me this is a crisis start acting like it's a crisis. Because I will never claim to be a physicist. 
But the question, what do we do now, inevitably circles back, not to science, but to politics. And there is an area where I'm going to suspect, with all due respect, that Paul from California is the one suffering from Dunning-Kruger effect and a little bit of the Orwell effect. And probably just a smidgen, maybe some early symptoms of stage one Berg's seventh law whenever a progressive impugns a conservative's integrity, morality, or, or, or concern for the world around him. They're at best projecting and at worst covering up for their own misdeeds. My question remains... And I'll say it one last time. And this is not just to Paul in California. This is to any warmest out there. Why is turning over the keys to all of the world's economies, to people who can't run a DMV, to people who can't make a train run on time, to people who are behind the Minlars system to people who are behind every United Nations mission that starts out with good intentions and, and or at least noble sounding intentions and ends up as a disaster to all of the people who have made government at the national level and the international level, such an incredible hash throughout all of history, people who can't handle the basics of politics Responding to Vox Populi are going to handle perhaps the most com uh, complicated bit of applied physics in human history, analyzing and doing something about climate change. Just can anyone see where turning the keys for all the world's economy, all of the world's wealth generation over to them? Who I guarantee you understand the physics less than I do. The answer? To climate change? I offered Paul uh, in California a, a more or less uh, wide open chance to come in and try to convince the rest of us if he packed the gear. <laughs> and that's an if that just keeps on giving. Sorry, Paul. The door has closed. Dunning and Kruger are calling. Pony up. 651-289-4488. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Michelle Malkin coming up next. Go nowhere. Closing time. Have you heard about ImplantMiracle.com? It's the local dental office where beautiful, top-quality, long-lasting dental implants cost as low as $2,499 per tooth. Why is that such a big deal? Because when many other places charge $4,000, $5,000, even $6,000 per tooth, our price, as low as $2,499 per tooth, is a great, great deal. Plus, at ImplantMiracle.com, your consultation with the dentist is free. Standard x-rays are free. And if you don't have all of the money on hand right now, come in to see us anyway. Because in most cases, we can provide very easy, very convenient payment options to fit your budget. So please, please do not overpay for dental implants. Instead, come to ImplantMiracle.com, where dental implants are affordable. You're going to love the way they look and feel in your mouth. For more information, please see our website, ImplantMiracle.com. That's ImplantMiracle.com. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personalities a full head of hair they can do the same for you their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business if you have hair loss don't put this off another day contact i need at their office in egan for your free consultation experience you can trust prices you can afford today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at i need more hair.com Blue Ox Heating and Air. 
your old heating and cooling system could be costing you money. BOGO, BOGO, BOGO. Buy a high-efficiency furnace and get an air conditioner for free. That's right, free. Plus 18 months no interest and no payments for qualified buyers. Hurry, this offer expires October 15th. See GoBlueOx.com for details. Blue Ox Heating and Air. Legendary service, install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. This Tuesday night, Michelle Malkin arrives at the Ames Center in Burnsville. I think it's about time that these very officials who are responsible for endangering law-abiding citizens be held accountable. She'll uncover the dangers of sanctuary cities and expose special interest groups who are profiting from the border crisis. As a daughter of immigrants and the author of the brand new book, Open Borders, Inc., Michelle is uniquely qualified to lead this conversation. Find tickets at am1280thepatriot.com. This event is supported by Serenity Home Interiors. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K29. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.